up on uh, another beautiful day here in southwest Florida. We are at JetBlue Park, the spring home of the Boston Red Sox. We'll be joined by Nick Pavetta coming up at 8. But uh, Oh, and can't wait to hang out with you, Florida, not like the rest of us people, uh, tonight at Orin Iron on the patio. A little patio pregame for the road show tomorrow, and it's 5 to 7, and they're throwing out uh, endless light apps. So we cannot wait to see you there this evening. Wiggy, you said you had a nugget or two from Alex Cora? Yep. I'm sure everybody does. Couple, I- couple nugget's obviously the Arizona nugget, and not it's not about having big name Supersize. I know we all want that, myself included. You think about it. But I look at the Angels. You know, they have arguably had the best player in baseball and weren't able to do anything. Arizona was able to get to a World Series and be successful. And then the other thing was when you asked him about his future, basically saying the last two years that he's finished in last place. You know, yeah, like, yeah. so I know this is his last year, but it, it might be like, you know, I have to do better and I can't just be living off of my. World Series, uh, my championship win. Uh, he put a lot of the failings of last year on himself, right? Yeah. You know, which I, you know, whether he's just that guy. I, mean, I think he is that guy, but mm-hmm. I also maybe he, maybe it, when it comes to looking back at last year, he wishes that he was uh, able to have done uh, more from a coaching point of view with with these guys. Certainly, when it comes to playing defense, yeah. Know? So I, I, he's also a class act, but he did not get along with Heimblum. I'm yeah, sorry, you know, like I don't buy you know, a yeah. single word. He. he and, and I, he is the best interview of all time. Alex Cora is a class act. Said very nice things about Heim Bloom, but to talk about that and then to relate it into his relationship with Craig Breslow and how Breslow is with pitching, it, it's a different ball game th- this season compared yeah. to last season. Well, that's, that should him. be a good thing. Yeah, of yeah, course, right. of yeah. course. But yeah. I think you were spot on with those reports, Craig. Yeah, I, I, I do too, Greg. Well done. And I would say uh, very relaxed i i got the i had a very similar vibe in springfield when i when we spoke spoke with him at winter weekend he's a guy that looks senior spring he's very confident that's never been an issue with alex cora he looks very healthy he looks like he's lost some weight mm-hmm. he looks ready to go rested relaxed and i believe my nugget came from you greg at the end of the interview where you said, you know, you want to stay here. It's a, it's a, it's a Greg 101, lull him into the end of the interview and just get the question <laughs> you most wanted to ask in. Excellent. Uh, and you said to to uh, Cora when he was kind of, you know, uh, filibustering, and you said, well, if you win, it's all, you know, it's all decided. And he said, yeah, you know, we'll see. It's Cora needs to be wined and dined. This isn't a year where Cora needs to prove himself, according to, I mean, and I agree, from his perspective, see, because I think he was trying to say they might they might not want me. No, I haven't won the last couple. Of yeah, years. that's what I was. No, getting out not of at it. all. I got I got. He said that just like the team says, if you play well, we'll trade for someone at the deadline. Core is saying if you invest in this team, I'll stick around. Yeah, but it, I, in my lifetime, maybe I'm wrong. Doug's a Red Sox historian. I don't know the last time a manager willingly went into the final year of his deal with the Boston Red Sox. Like, Francona was fired. Farrell was fired. But, I mean, so you're looking at, you know, definitely not. Grady Little was still well well under contract. Jimmy Williams, you know, going back. Ron Renicky didn't have a contract. Renicky, I don't think, he's, I don't think he ever woke up. I think he slept walked the whole year. So Bobby Valentine was fired. So this is uncharted territory in many ways for this organization. And... 
I don't know whether they're just waiting for baseball to re, you know, to adjust in terms. No, I, like in terms of the I, financial uh, I, yeah. world, yeah, to adjust to the sort of newfound difficulties many of these organizations are are, are feeling with the, with the financial constraints. And the other thing, we're at Twin Peaks yesterday, and they have the Bally Sports Network on many of the TVs, which filed for bankruptcy, and they have a uh, many of the owned and operated TV partners with Major League Baseball were through them. Mm-hmm. Nesson is owned and operated by the Red Sox. The Red Sox, if ever, had an advantage. It's now. Yeah. And they don't take advantage of it. Well, I think, do you buy the, and if they, if they would just say these things, I think people would be somewhat understanding. Like, do you think that the COVID year is a legitimate excuse for Major League Baseball. They're starting to kind of use that now. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that having no fans in the ballpark for a considerable amount of time set them back, all of them, financially for a long period of time? I mean, I, I think so. They're a sport that, you know... He well, then does, how are they able to buy uh, the Penguins? Yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, I mean, listen, I just mean it, sport in general. Like, right. base, the, the sport in general is more dependent because of the amount of games, 80, 80 plus of them at home, they're more dependent on fan support than the other sports. I, I, you know, they have more games. That's where they get their money from. Something different that Fenway Sports Group has as well as the concerts that they missed out on for that whole year too. So it wasn't just the games. It was everything else that they hold at Fenway. So obviously they were probably hurt in regards to how much money they are, they projected to make, but if they were hurting for cash, they're not going yeah, to but spend I think, well, and buy I'm not saying they're hurting. Point, I get your point. Yeah. Just look at Major League Baseball and the players and what they're getting. Right, right. And you got two guys that we always talk about. You guys are like, oh, Jordan Montgomery, Blake Snell, right? Well, why hasn't nobody else signed those guys? Right, right. But, right. You know what I mean? If, if, if it's, it can't just be, and I get it, like the, the Red Sox, when you look at, okay, why are they not in on these guys? Why isn't the rest of the league? Where's the two hundred and fifty or two hundred and seventy million that Blake Snell wants? Where's the one seventy five that Jordan Montgomery wants? Like, where are these other teams that are like, all right, here's the check? But here's the issue. You're right. the The owners may even be colluding. Who knows? But John Henry now prioritizes reshaping the salary structures in free agency in baseball above winning a championship. And that was not the case in 2004. John Henry is on an economic reform committee within Major League Baseball to curb spending. John Henry wants the Red Sox to be a cash-effective, profitable entity that doesn't require as much day-to-day operational energy from him. Yeah. That is where, that's why they are where they are. He could still sign to these guys. Mm-hmm. He has plenty of money. They are very similar to what the Jacobs were when they tried to force the hard cap in the NHL. They wanted to have a system that was more profitable and less less, you know, uh, stringent or less punitive for signing big deals. And that's where the Red Sox but are the, today. The All thing right. about that is you can get away with it in baseball. That's why Alex Cora brought up Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? you can, yeah, maybe you can. Right. We'll see if they can this year. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> right. All right. We are at JetBlue Park. Coming up at 8, it's Nick Pavetta at 8.30. Mike Milbury will join us on today's show. And at 9, Lou Merloni with us here at the ballpark right now. Courtney, and what is trending this hour? Gresham Fourier, weekdays 10 to 2. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Leonard Hare Transplant Associates. The Sox fell to the Nationals yesterday 4-3. Josh Winkowski got the start. He went two innings where he didn't give up a single run. Another one for the Sox today. They have the, ti- the Tigers right here at JetBlue Park at 105. 
Will Fleming and Lou Maloney will be on the call on the Shaws and Star Market WEEI Red Sox Network. You can listen to EEI 850 or, as always, on the Odyssey app. The Bruins have Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights in town. Puck drop is at 7. And that was brought to you by Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Curran and Christian Foyer. You can call them at 1-800-GET-HAIR. That's what's trending. Here's Curtis with your weather. 25 degrees and windy back home. 40 degrees this afternoon. It's time for... People said, what's with the light bulb? I said, here's the story. The news. Number one to me, most importantly, the light's no good. I always look orange. With your host... What are we doing? Courtney Cox. I'm swimming in human feces. The news is sponsored by Northeast Men's Health. The experts in men's sexual health with four locations, including their newest in Woburn, with appointments as early as 7 a.m. Visit northeastmenshealth.com for more. The light is the worst. On WEEI. We are at Jeff Blue Park for spring training coming up at 8. Nick Pavetta will be with us here. And then at 9, Lou Merloni. But right now, Courtney and today's news. Where do you want to start this morning? We're going to start with some terribly sad news um, that came out yesterday. Stacey Wakefield, the wife of the late Tim Wakefield, who passed away back in October, has passed away after her own battle with cancer. Mm. Uh, Tim and Stacy were married for 22 years. They shared two children, uh, Trevor and Brianna. So um, just terrible, terrible, terrible news that you, I'm sure everybody saw on social media, whether it was the Red Sox, Nesson, uh, a million players. I know Alex Cora talked about it yesterday with media. Uh, everybody's feeling the loss. Yeah. Um, and you can't, you know, you have to put your thoughts and prayers with those two kids. Yes. Uh, just so an sad. awful thing yeah. for those kids um, to lose both of those parents yeah. uh, in 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 a short period of time, it really is. Uh, it's awful. So that's a sucks. Um, Answer yes, sucks. Yes, it does. Yep. Yes, it does. Um, hard to transition from that one, but Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell is stepping down in November. Oh, ending his oh, run. so soon. Uh, yeah, uh, November. I, I mean, he's only been in office for a hundred years. Yeah, and I, I like. Seems like a picture of hell. I, think, I mean. <laughs> Is that the guy who froze up? Yeah. Yes, a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Wiggy. Um, but that will end the longest-serving Senate party leader run uh-huh. ever. Ever. Um, yeah. 82 years old. Uh-huh. 82 years young. 82 years Sorry. young. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, said he plans to serve out the remainder of his term, which ends in January 2027. So he just won't be the leader, but he's going he's gonna to serve out his term. He'll continue to work hard leading his conference through this year's election. And it was interesting. He noted he would actually be the healthiest, most vibrant guy if he decided to run for president <laughs> this should be in politics this should be an age limit i agree yes, like yes. 70 well there should be term limits also like there's okay. no re- there's no reason why this dude or anybody else should be there for 20 30 40 years it's okay. it's uh it's uh it's just it should be one and done as far as i'm concerned okay. like, like uh get in there uh, and I don't buy the uh, people say, yeah, you got to get in there and see how it works. And, and uh, it takes you 10 years to figure out how to affect like, no, like that. The the intent of those who founded this country was not for people. The, you weren't even going to be paid to to be an elected official. Right. You, you were going to do your service to your country and then move on. Right. So because uh, when politics lives back in those days, they only lived for like 20 years. Right, yeah, right. They were only like, yeah, they only lived to be like 30. Right. So, yeah. We can hear a little bit uh, from Mitch McConnell. Uh, he was crying. Yeah. It seemed like he was crying yesterday. Yes. Okay. I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. However, I'll complete my job 
my colleagues have given me until we select a new leader in November and they take the helm next January. I'll finish the job the people of Kentucky hired me to do as well, albeit from a different seat, and I'm actually looking forward to that. Mm. And Mitch McConnell worth almost forty million dollars wow. as he departs the Senate. That's yeah, that's I mean, a go, good gig. Good gig if you can get it. Go work at a, uh, Walmart. I mean, when you get yeah. to that age, if you feel like you know, I still got some juice left in me, I want to work. Yeah, I mean, they love the greeters. Retire. It, it, it's right. it's uh, very emotional. Reminds me of the day that Dale served his last of forty-seven <laughs> terms here at Weei. <laughs> uh, all right, what uh, what else? Uh, home goods in downtown Crossing. I'm sure a great place that you guys all frequent quite a bit. I love uh, good home goods. I'm uh, sure uh, you do as well. Uh, can't uh, beat it. They are extremely lucky after a glass window fell from a second story um, down to the sidewalk oh. below where okay. nobody was walking. Jeez. Thank God it left a pile of glass on the sidewalk. Uh, home goods says they have no idea how this window fell mm-hmm. from the second story. We can hear from one witness, Max Celestian, speaking to 7 News. I hear the crash. I'm glad she was okay. And I'm glad there's no too many people coming by and when the guys fall down. You cannot be let your guard down. Mm. Mm. You can't. What do you get at the home goods? Is that like the, the uh, decorative candles? And, oh. yeah. Some good the, cutting uh, boards. Uh, yes. <laughs> nice yeah. knife set. Uh, good uh, you mean Excuse me, Sean. You mean charcuterie boards? Yep. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Mm-hmm. Small That's, end tables. When you had that small Nantucket sign above your bed that yeah. you've now replaced. With a larger one. Yes. Uh, I wanted you to go to Home Goods to get maybe a nice piece of artwork. Yes. For, yes. for above your bed. Yeah. The, Some cute that, salt shakers. Yes. Uh, that sign, the only small thing in my bedroom. Your uh, hands. But I, I, I <laughs> Oh, yeah, my hands. Yeah, I forgot about my hands. Are you referring to your large ego? I, I forgot, I and your TV. As, you know, that TV is tiny. No, that TV is normal size. It's actually a room of miniature things now that <laughs> we think about it. The, the only, not Courtney, watch yourself. The only, thing watch yourself. the only thing that's larger than life is that Boston Man magazine that you got framed for no reason. Uh, By the way, did you see Greg show me his room yesterday? He travels with it. He hung it on the wall of his room. I don't wow. travel with the with the framed Boston Man. <laughs> I've never seen a guy no. bring his own decor. No, I don't. I don't. And I don't do. I like um, anxiety queen over here. Mm-hmm. I don't do the hotel checklist. Oh, are we going to get to uh, that? We can. I, I Yesterday, Courtney says, did you guys do the hotel checklist? I didn't speak like that. And, but and, I, I, and, and uh, I was like, no, what is so what, what is the hotel checklist? Oh, it's so important. When you get into your hotel room, you need to make sure that you do both locks, of course. Well, do, do what with both uh, locks? Well, you need to lock the door. You need to do the deadbolt, and then you need to do just the lock on the door. Mm-hmm. Are, are uh, there a lot of like random abductions happening in hotels? Like, I Yes. You need to be careful. Then you need to check under the bed if there is space in all closets. What are you looking under the bed for? For a person. Oh, okay. 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 Um, In the the hotel room. Any place where a human could be hiding, (laughs) you should check. After that, you need to take off the the top cover of your beds, check the corners for any type of bed bugs. Ours were clean. Don't worry. Then you need to do the mirror check, and this is very important. The mirror check? Yes, and people forget to do this. You need to take your fingernail and put it on the mirror. If your finger nail looks like it's touching that means it's a two-way mirror that means someone is watching you uh, from the other side uh-huh. and if if uh. there's space in between your reflection of your fingernail and your fingernail you're good to go huh. and lastly of course always check the peephole to make sure that it is looking out and not looking in huh you don't okay. like the reverse peephole like uh. kramer had in seinfeld 
Yes. No, I do not want the. Re- this hotel actually very nice has a cover over the peephole, so you don't even. Okay. Have to worry and where about do it. I look for the hidden cameras in the uh, devices? Where do they generally hide? That's those? a toss-up. Uh-huh. Oh, but it could uh, be anything. I mean, do I, I don't like have a special. Uh, yeah, I don't have that device. I, no, what I you do? You take your coffee maker up to the roof, throw it off, <laughs> and if it uh, if it if it doesn't break, it means it's okay. There's no, there's no device in there. Like what an absolute uh, psycho! Uh, How do you get through life? I, I, I mean, I love you to death. Fine. Well, I. No. I don't no understand. Way. I don't. So everywhere you go, you're checking mirrors to see if it's two way and somebody's filming you. Yeah, and this hotel had one, two, three, four mirrors. Wow. So check. Okay. So. All right. I got to right. do that right when I get right. back. Yeah, please, Curtis. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Okay. sure people want to see. So well, two way mirrors are really important when it comes it. to Airbnbs. So there should be space. There should be space. All right. Yeah. Well, the Airbnb is more likely to have somebody peeping on you. Yeah. Yeah. Two-way mirror. Okay. Courtney, you should do a TikTok on it. We'd go viral. Oh, there's plenty of them. Oh, okay. There. Well, Curtis made a good point yesterday, and I've never thought of this, but while we were driving, I said, oh, guys, actually, coming up is the location where that private plane crashed right. on the highway yeah. hitting some cars. How do you know where the location Curtis is? Curtis said, Courtney is the only person that goes by and says, like, oh, here's where some terrible tragedy happened. Well, because you literally, are, you have anxiety about a plane landing right. on top of us on the highway, right. which is a one in a five billion chance of it ever I happening. Just thought it was an interesting fact to yeah. bring up. Yeah. Where How we many were. shoes right. you think she's going to be checking? Oh out my to? god! Well, the other, yeah. the other thing is, we were talking about your your riddled with fear at the movie theaters. And oh, you yeah. love the movies. I love yeah. the movies. And you said you see a guy coming with a backpack, and you think about the awful uh, guy, Colorado people shoot. in Colorado. And then I said, well, that's one. So there's probably been five billion people that right. have brought a backpack to the movies. <laughs> yeah. And never killed anybody. Backpacks right. and fire alarms going off in movie theaters stress me out. We were at uh, Crazy Rich Asians, great movie. Spectacular. And Santo and I sat down, and the fire alarm went off, and I said to Santo, we're going to take three beats before we get up, because in my mind, I thought somebody had pulled it and was waiting for people in the lobby. Oh, oh waiting to shoot you right. in the lobby. Right. So rather yeah. than so shoot you, you inside you, the theater. Did you right. push the kids out, the other the kids, <laughs> no, the little just, kids that were there first? We sat for, <laughs> for a beat and yeah. waited for people to exit, and then we went. Be honest, when your bagel caused the fire alarm to to go off at Odyssey. Did you also think for some reason that somebody was shooting? Three oh, beats. I, okay. I knew immediately that that was my mistake. Okay, good. Three okay. beats before yeah. I leave right. the studio. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm star Richard Lewis has passed away mm. at the age of 76. Mm. According to a press release, he passed away peacefully at home in Los Angeles after suffering a heart attack. I so, um, Frequent guest on the old show. Oh. Um, and very uh, unbelievable guy. Uh, he, he, like you, uh, was riddled with anxiety, and I think Larry David was able to uh, take full advantage of that with his character when it comes to Curb Your Enthusiasm. But he was, like Larry David, he basically played himself on that but, show. But so. bad basketball fan, right? Wasn't he a big Yes, yeah. yeah, huge, like Knicks fan, I believe. And he, he is such a great example of leaning into who you are. Like, he was had all this anxiety, had these, you know, different neuroses, and it's yeah. like, he... Was him, yeah, and people all related because for so long nobody actually admitted they had these things or was who he was in real life. And Absolute, I, like just unbelievable, like so funny. Oh, doing, hilarious! Doing a, doing a radio show, and I saw uh, Stiz Grimy post a picture last night on Instagram of uh, Richard Lewis in the AAF studio and and. Uh, when Stiz, Stiz was assistant producer on the old show, and it just reminded me about how great 
He was. An original. Just a great guest. So, all right, we are at Fort Myers. We've got to take a break. Okay. We will get to the rest of the news, including the dumbest of the day coming up next. And then we will be joined here this morning by Nick Pavetta at 8 as we bring you all of the spring training excitement from Fort Myers on Boston Sports Original WEEI. Alex Cora, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, joined us here at the ballpark during the at the tail end of the six o'clock hour. If you missed it, a reminder that you can go back right back on the Odyssey app and listen to Alex Cora and what he had to say this morning. Um, you can go back if you missed yesterday and Liam Hendricks. You can go back and listen to that. And uh, I, if you have yet to download the Odyssey app, you should. And it's real simple. It's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And then you can listen to us from anywhere at any time. Good morning and hello to those who are watching the show on YouTube or on Twitch from Fort Myers. And go to just go to Twitch and follow W-E-E-I. And we'll be joined here momentarily by Nick Pavetta at 8. Famous um, Nick Pavetta interview at Springfield last year. Nick Pavetta and I went at it on the pitch clock. Oh, oh okay. Oh. So, all right. Part He's a big two. pitch clock guy. Hates uh, the pitch clock. Oh, he okay. Does. All right. Well, so. we'll see. Uh, we'll see how he feels when reunited with you momentarily. He has uh, to keep his answers under thirty seconds. Okay. All right. Uh, but, but right now, back to Courtney and the rest of the news. Uh, the now infamous Kansas City fan, Chief Saholic, yeah, <laughs> is now facing uh. up to fifty years in prison after he pled guilty in federal court yesterday to charges related to a string of. 11 robberies in seven states. We did this story in the news when it broke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That he was connected to all these robberies. Right. But what everybody He's is, a guy. He's like very well known when it yeah, comes wears to fans a face. who dress up. He's like the number one uh, Chiefs hard L. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but everybody is talking about his lawyer yeah. today uh, and what he had to say uh, to media after the hearing. Here is his attorney, Matthew Merriman. From the beginning of this case, folks. The government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled, and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chief's Kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless. Guy needs uh-huh. to be guy needs to be disbarred immediately. Yeah. Like pulling I, up the hot streets. Uh, is, is he a real lawyer or is uh, did he get him out? Of, where did they find? Is he, does he have late night commercials? Or, uh, idea. I, we, uh, we, ever since Larry got his judgeship, yeah, we're missing an asking attorney. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll have that guy do it. Love it. Uh, yeah, he's pulling there? at the hot strings though. <laughs> what better way as a as a lawyer than to get to the people's feelings? Yeah. But what do they have to rally behind? This guy pled guilty to eleven robberies. Yeah. Like, 
like, yeah, yeah go you. Uh, yeah. Get him out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. A snowboarder was enjoying his day shredding in Utah. Wiggy, you can relate to the shred <laughs> of can. a mountain. Yeah. Um, when all of a sudden a homeowner showed up on the mountain with a shotgun, right. I believe that Brian is showing this for those on Twitch right now. Mm. Um, we can hear what the back and forth was about the shotgun. The homeowner said he was on private property. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. This is private property. If you do it again, there'll be holes. I'm not doing it again. I'm sorry. I have every right to protect my private property. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. There was no signs. I didn't see a sign. Whoa, that's a good ender. Shotgun pointed right at me. Hell ain't gonna save me from no shotgun. This is my last run on my trip. Right. About to get blown to smithereens. <laughs> Like that guy should be thrown in jail. That was a shotgun. Like that was an instant buzz kill for that dude. uh, For for those for the borders. Uh, It's on a snowboard and you go outside with a shotgun. (laughs) Talk about a redneck Uh, hillbilly. (laughs) You're on my property now. But that's where we are. We're zero to a hundred in no time. Right. You don't get off my property. I'm going to put a hole in you and that snowboard. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We can get to dumbest of the day. Love it. Stop being dumb. And now, this woman is stone cold dumb. I'm a dumbass. The dumbest of the day. Try again, dumbass. All right, Curtis, we listened to everything that has gone on for the last bunch of hours, and we have determined that this may have been the dumbest of the day. Okay, well, Willie's chocolate experience was touted online in Mm. Glasgow, Scotland. As a homage and experience in honor of Roald Dahl's book where you would go and have an immersive experience, which included a uh, just bizarre online experience, like the description. Yeah. They said there would be whimsical performances and surprises at every turn as part of a celebration of chocolate in all its delightful forms. But the way so they were, so they were. They were touting this thing as an immersive Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory experience for families when kids love the book. Exactly. Okay. But the all website right. had all of these misspellings. It was clear this event was some nonsensical parody. So it was half-assed? It was half-assed, okay. and it was 35 pounds a person yeah. to attend the event. But what they but when they arrived, they said it was shockingly Unlike anything that was described online. And Brian has the the clips for this for Twitch, I believe. So get those up because it is actually, it looks like a horror film walking (laughs) through. uh, Like it would would scare kids going through this. Didn't they say it was like the Firefly Festival? (laughs) So So they missed the mark a little bit basically on... Providing the immersive Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory experience. Yeah, they said it was scarring the kids. There was yeah. an actor who was hired to, to operate at this thing as an Oompa Loompa, wow. and that she had a 15-page script <laughs> that was similar to a horror film that wow. she was asked to portray. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, that is uh, That doesn't seem right. to be right. Such a great yeah. movie, too. But, but I have to say, I don't know if you guys know this, I have a son, and um, when you are a dad in the winter... And you see anything that says immersive for kids, you do it. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you can get an hour out of that day, it's worth its weight in gold. How was your Disney on Ice experience? Oh, uh, let, me by... just, let me just say this: um, it was okay. James was a little bit. It was not high brown enough because the actual people <laughs> on the ice weren't performing; they were just skating. Oh, I thought they would like sing and oh, all that, yeah. but the concessions at the garden 
are an abomination. Okay. Okay. I haven't been in a while. Okay, whatever. One slice of Sal's pizza, mm-hmm. which Bergie, let's go, man. We'll, we'll have a little more sauce in that puppy. Okay. One, three chicken tender and fries, mm-hmm. a Diet Coke, and a bottle of water. 35 bucks. $43. <gasps> and you know who's right? Christian Fourier, his moonshot about the gratuity when you're checking out and everything. So I'm talking to a guy, listens to the show, I'm checking out, and it says gratuity. I have to give a gratuity. Because right. he's a listener. So yeah. it's 12% yeah. on top uh, of like the most obscene. Like I'm sorry. I understood the beer. Like When you would go to Fenway and I'd get a couple beers, and they pour it properly, you give them a tip because that requires some skill. If it's a crappily poured beer, you're only getting, you know... $8 worth of your $14, 16-ounce beer. This, they literally grab the slice of pizza mm-hmm. and hand it to you, and it costs an additional 6 bucks. Yeah, it's guilt-tipping. Right. We've, we've, we've ta- people are, I think people are reaching their tipping point mm-hmm. when it comes to having being guilt it, guilted into tipping yeah. uh, at every single experience that is. And also, like it used to be, if you were using, nobody uses cash anymore. So if you're using cash, me personally, I would just leave them. You know, you're buying something for eight dollars. You give them the ten, they keep the change. Yeah. Now the only option is like the the minimum option is twenty percent. Right. And they're right there looking at you. Yes, through it. they are. And so, and I they're always, angry if you're not going to tip. Yeah, I'm a sucker too because sometimes I feel bad hitting the one way to the left. I always go center. Yeah, which is like the twenty percent tip. All right, Curtis, thank you. Thank that's, you. That's the dumbest of the day. We are at JetBlue Park. Sun is coming out, and we will be joined by Nick Pavetta of the Boston Red Sox. Talks next.